Alright, welcome to Texas. Here we are tonight. It's uh, Boone, Levi, and Joe's in the house tonight, too. And we'll kick this thing right off. No small talk. Uh, by the way, have you guys seen that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But uh, we're going to start this. Uh, Justice, and this is just kind of a new, I think this came out within the past 24 hours, but Justice Clarence Thomas says there is no longer a need for federal regulations on marijuana. And I actually believe that he said there may no longer be a need, so... I don't want to misquote the guy, but real quick, I'll read some of um, one of the quotes he has is a prohibition on interstate use or cultivation of marijuana may no longer be necessary or proper to support the federal government's uh, piecemeal approach. He basically says that it's very inconsistent today with all these states that have their policies and that, the, the, it, that it just doesn't match up that the government basically is 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 showing both they're not consistent you know right. and that's what he's saying is it's no longer something the federal government should even have yeah <laughs> even no. have say so over no, yeah well, probably I, mean, I think is what he's saying and constitutionally speaking it's it's something the federal government should have never even had control over you know uh, it's absolutely if you ask me a state uh, uh, state issue. Uh, according to the Tenth Amendment, you know, if you want to be a constitutionalist, what does the Tenth Amendment say? The Tenth Amendment, I, I mean, I can't Come on, like, Levi, quote I it to you. The tenth Something like the, the, the all powers not expressly delegated to the federal government are reserved to the to the states or the people. Pretty much is what it says. Yeah. Basically, if it's not a job of the federal government set down in the Constitution, it is rightfully left Up to, to the, the states. states. Or the or amendment. the people. The states yeah. or the people is what And and regulations on marijuana yeah. are not an amendment as far as I know, right? No, there's <laughs> I, you know which is interesting because like I, I truly believe that in twenty, fifty years or so, we'll look back on marijuana prohibition in the same light as we look back on like alcohol prohibition right now. It was this crazy time, you know, where, where yeah. you know... Uh, it was a long time period that it has been prohibited. Oh, yeah. It's look been what it did. Yeah. It look but, what uh, it did. It, it created... Oh, it created habit. all sorts of... Yeah, people. yeah, yeah you're right. Anytime, what did, what anytime, did, anytime you make what anything What did the people illegal. do that wanted to drink in the prohibition? Yeah. They drank. They drank. Yeah. They drank. Why do the and people? And they probably do... made a lot of money selling it illegally too. Yeah. You know, oh, right? What do the powerful. people do that now that want to smoke weed? They smoke weed. Hello, 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 hello. Hit the bomb. <laughs> you know. Uh, why? Because they don't care. You know. Yeah. Right. yeah that's right. That's right. Well, it's not even away, that they don't care. It it's just they don't. They don't respect that. They you see know. the holes in it and the hypocrisy in it, and they don't respect it. And that's that is that's that's a heavy thing because when someone doesn't respect something, they just ignore it. You know, you automatically should ask yourself if that is worth fighting or not. And I think when we talk about marijuana, I don't think that's something that our police, with everything that's going on in the world, that's not something they need to be fighting. That's right. not that that's a that's a losing battle. It's well, been one I for a long a lot, time. I, I think a lot of them have come to realize that. I agree. Know? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. You yeah. know, I don't know if you're driving thirty miles an hour down the road, you know. He might want to tell you to pull over. The <laughs> yeah, you know, to take pull over, take the power series there, but yeah, you know, but uh, but I like you know because I don't drink anymore, uh, and I've never been a wife beater or anything, but uh, you know, you put five alcoholics in a room, what do you get? A fight. Yeah. Put five potheads in a room, stoners in a room, what do you get? 
the band, the munchies, yeah, or the munchies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's it is. Uh, I so think a lot of people that have I think a, they can le- I think if they legalized it, you know, pay off, use it in a good way, you know. Let it, you know, let God's creation do good, you know, yeah. not use it and, and do bad. With yeah, it, like man. in all in all forms, you know, Levi. And I'll turn this over to you. Is do you think that people who have the say so of like these laws, they just misunderstand the substance? They really, either, you know, maybe it's deeper than that, but for the most part, the people who are like, these people who want marijuana legal, they just, but they don't understand, A, what it means to some people, marijuana, how it helps them, right. and they just, overall, B, they don't understand the substance. They've never tried weed, it never right. worked for them, you know, or whatever. It, it, it's. I think there might there might be a few cases of that, what, what I call like reefer madness syndrome, you know, where they... I don't know if you've ever saw the old classic film Reefer Madness before. Yeah, it's it was No, a, but I saw Pineapple a, Express. Yeah. You know? It actually kind of parodies Pineapple Express. Yes, it, it, yes I, exactly. I know it does. Express. I know it does. Yeah. I, I know uh, it does, yeah. But anyway, that really, I mean, a lot, of pe- a lot of people fell for the marijuana propaganda back in the 30s and 40s and 50s when they were, when they were really co- uh, coming down hard on marijuana and... Uh, I mean, right through the seventies, man. You, you didn't, you know, you did not want to get caught with marijuana. It certainly wasn't like. Well, I got caught with it Where? in the seventies in high school, and uh, I had a, uh, just a little bit in, in my back pocket. He had already found my roaches in my ashtray, and uh, he asked me, "He goes, you got any more on you?" And I was like, "No," and I had to, and hoping he wouldn't search me, but he did, and he found it, and he put it back in my pocket, and then he goes, "I'm going to search your car now." Trashed it. Took my tackle box hat that I had in the trunk. He went through the trunk, just dunked it out. So what happened at the end of the he, day? Did you get a ticket or anything? No, he like left. That? He left. Left me. Put the weed back in my pocket. Trashed my car. And said okay, we got one boy. time. We'll one. See you later. The only instance I did have <coughs> like that is when and I had I had a lot of bad run-ins with the law, mostly within under drinking though, like being at parties, you know more, but. One time I got pulled over and it was a it was a normal night and and you know the police officers were like their normal kind of get out of the car harassing selves but they came back when I was standing at their car and I was waiting for one of them to come back and they were searching my car and he came back and I was like just out of high school like at maybe half a year or something so and they come back and they're like hey man there's seeds and stems in your in your cup holder and I was like oh the fucking drink I had earlier (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I was like, yeah, man, you know, I mean, there was no excuse, really. You know, yeah, I was like right. kind of busted, but I didn't have anything else, and I knew that, because I didn't really smoke too much at the time, but me and my friends had just happened to, you know, roll up a joint or something, yeah. you know? And uh, I wasn't even stoned at the time, you know? And so, like, after he said that, he went back to my car, looked more through my trunk, came back from what I remember, and he just gave me a warning and didn't even say anything else about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess I guess if he had found like a bag of weed, he that's what he was like. Well, well he this is not worth it. it. Yeah. It's, what am I gonna do? You know. You know the, the what you know, police officer because he took this to the direction of the police officers here. Honesty, man. Honest, you know, be honest, you know. Yeah, it's the line. You know, it, 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 up, yeah, that's right. It winds up yeah. costing you money. You know what? You shouldn't have had it with you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you're the one. Yeah, you know, right? You know, when I take it with me on the road, you know, I know I'm not supposed to. I think going back to this, though, I think it but really I think has. If you just I, I, take a little bit, it don't. You know, they don't. And and they, you know, these drug laws, man, they definitely do affect uh, certain communities and certain, especially in levels like of, of poverty, people that don't have as much money. Because you can't afford to pay tickets and shit. This is irrelevant. Right. They should not be getting in trouble for this and their lives set back when their lives are already so far set back. When if you have someone who has a lot of money and their kid gets busted, they're never going to have that setback in life. So right. it does create an unproportional you know, uh, problem. That, that just irre- It doesn't need to happen. You know. So I right. think that the federal government just getting out of the way on this one... It would be a really oh, be wise a choice. Step. Yeah, it'd be great a great step. step. And I think it would open up the floodgates for other states. Dude, I am not an investor. Forward with legalizing marijuana. I know well. nothing about investing. I literally almost know negative about investing. But if you were ever going to like invest in some serious marijuana stock, right now, do it before the federal government. Because I just feel like when the federal government lifts that ban, it oh, is gonna, it's, it's gonna, everything's gonna Absolutely. go. People are gonna really start to be like. What's holding you back now? You know what I'm saying? And yep. it's a popular... So many ex-military, you know, people coming back from wars. Uh, there's a lot of people who support this movement. It is not... <laughs> right. It, there's a, this, is, this is something that crosses all party lines. A lot of people believe in the, the legalization of marijuana, if not just straight up all drugs and being more, you know, educating our population more about it rather than you know, criminalizing everybody for these low-level, non-violent offenses. We have talked about ad nauseum on this. Levi said, you were saying that uh, you think it would open up the floodgates where a lot of other states would go ahead and legalize it. Well, they could legalize it now statewide if they wanted to. So just because the federal government legalizes it, it does not mean your state's going to legalize it. No, I, I know that. I'm not saying that that would be a guarantee that your state would legalize it, but it would be, that would just be taking away one of the hurdles. It, it yeah, de- I definitely agree with that. That is something you can bet that is something that legislatures are thinking about. Having a government right now to, to, to go ahead and legalize marijuana, decriminalize it and everything, all your Democrat states would follow, but most of your Democrat states right now Sell marijuana. Oh yeah. 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 See, this so, is actually another. I think this is actually so another part of would, the culture would the, war. Would the red states start selling? Or do re, any red states sell marijuana? I'm telling you, Joe. Marijuana? Joe. Joe. You I'm just made sure. a great point. Yeah. There, there actually probably are a couple that you can name. Alaska would be one uh, off the top of my head. But Alaska is kind of a blue state. It's kind of a purple state. I mean, yeah. you know, in a way. But really here's is. Joe. You brought up a great point right there. This to me could actually the danger Levi and I episodes ago talked about how that pen that that political pendulum swings and this past year or two it's been so hard to the left because they had Trump derangement syndrome they just went so hard one way when that pendulum swings back to the right they're gonna use causes like politically and the red states might use marijuana like the the you know Joe Biden's administration may say okay we are gonna just bow out of the federal and then the red states may say well we're not legalizing drugs that's something only you states that like crime and shit will do you know they might use it politically because they just don't want to they don't want to go with anything that anyone blue has to say there's like there's a culture war going on you know a massive culture war between the political establishments you know and it's a uh, 
it's really a mess. So I hope they don't use it like that. But living in a red state, I'd hope they would like be like, dude, we're going to get our asses voted out if we don't go ahead and move forward with this. And I think yeah, Abbott's already there, man. The I mean, pe- because the people... My, there's like you were talking about the veterans and you that use it. I know I use it for pain. Wow. It's a huge number. It's a huge pain and my anxiety. You know, my I don't have an anxiety level hardly anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, there's definitely people that it helps. There's definitely people who should never smoke it. That it doesn't help. Oh, yeah, it makes I, them paranoid or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not saying everyone in the world needs to sit there and embrace it and push it on other people or anything like that. No, you don't people, push it yeah. on nobody. Yeah. For the people yeah. who, who, who it helps, I think it's... And I'll tell you this. If Greg Abbott really wants to win this next election, hands down, I'm telling you right now, if he legalizes marijuana in the state of Texas, he will win the next election. Oh, in this yeah. State. I promise. I, I no, think people, people will show up and start like pushing for his campaign that he didn't have before. The libertarians, the in-betweens, you know? Even some people who are frustrated with the, the left that may be a little inactive. I think... He would. He just did, the. I did an interview with a politician on the phone one time, uh, a guy who was running for Congress, and he was a hard conservative, very nice guy, no problem with him at all. But when I brought up this issue, his response to me was, "This is not a big deal. This is not a big issue. I don't think this is worth my time and really talking about this, or it's not something I want to spend my energy with." My response is, "You just don't understand how big this is for the culture." of America and freedom and this is a huge deal. Oh yeah. You know, this is a this crosses so many political lines. You yep. would literally someone like Greg Abbott to do this would be a hard sell to get that guy out of there. You know what I mean right now? That would be just a huge thing. So Definitely. I'm going to leave it at that. And then, uh, Levi, the next segment is going to be on you. And you wanted to uh, talk all about right, All right, all right, all right. Yeah, well, he probably will. He, I know he's a, probably a proponent of it. Of yeah. legalization of marijuana, so someone like that could get your ass if you're not careful, and even a, even as someone who's on the Democratic side could, right. if they come in with a message like that 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 resonates with people on a personal level. That's the right. thing you know? right there, getting with the first with the people Grassroots. on a personal level. Yeah, grassroots. Yep. So all right. No, but definitely, man. Y'all know uh, that's my favorite topic. So yeah, well, right on. Thanks, thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. So yeah, the next thing we wanted to talk about, uh, I'm sure. Most people have probably by now seen the uh, the speech that old Sleepy Joe gave. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Was this the one when he whispered? Yeah, no. Or was this no. not the same one? <laughs> <laughs> because it got uh, <laughs> I was like, bro. It wasn't the one where he whispered. Oh, uh, my God. Uh. No, but... Uh, I guess you, you've you've seen the the gun control speech by now. I'm sure. I, I've uh, seen. I, I saw the whisper. I, I mean, dude, the whisper thing. Yeah. Dude, that that's a freaking meme, dude. I mean, are you oh, kidding yeah. me? If someone's talking to you like that and starts talk, I mean, if we were sitting here talking and I was like trying to make a point, and I'm like, look, you just don't whisper. Like that. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you doing, dude? I get it. You know that yeah. that's weird. That's weird. I, I it's right. funny. It's really funny. It's yeah. just politicians, man. God dang it, they are the most out of touch of all in society. Besides, like someone who's on like the media every night, they're the most out of touch. Right. But I saw that one. And I saw the one you're talking about, and and uh, I don't. The only thing I really recall from it is him saying like, "Oh, you don't need AR-15s to fight the government. In order to fight the government, you would need, you know, yeah. F-16s and and uh, 
nukes or nuclear yeah. weapons or something like that. You know, that kind of stuck out to me as like, again, right. something very insinuary to say. And and well, one one thing one thing I will say about that too, and I'll I'll give it back over to you to to, to take it away on this, but is for people saying that the resur- the 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 what you, the capital uh, yeah, insurrection, insurrection was such a scary thing and the most scary day in American history. A bunch of people pretty much fairly unarmed. Maybe a few had AR-15s, you know? No, like I don't in think military. anybody there had so, any guns. There was no guns present. Okay, so so if that's the most scary day in history, but on the other hand, you're also saying that that you would need nuclear weapons to take on the government. Well, which is it? Yeah. Because you built a fence around the White House and the Capitol after that, you know? Yep. So I think that it's just... No, I mean, Man, I don't it, even know. It's it's again, it's honestly, politicians being silly. Dude, the whole really. nuclear weapons and F-16s things really wasn't even like. It was just a funny part of the speech, if you ask me. I mean, I I get what he's saying. You know, a lot of people say he he wasn't uh, being. A lot of people were saying that you know he threatened to nuke the people. You know, if we if no, we rise being, up, he, he threatened being, to he nuke. He was being silly. I mean, know? he was being. I get sarcastic. what he was saying. Yeah. I get what he totally. Was saying. I do too. I do too. Okay, uh, there, he said some parts before that. It's uh, still insinuary, though, too. Right, oh, it's absolutely. Still saying and something I, and like I'll that get to that, not, and I'll yeah. get to that in a few moments. But it, he did say some things before that, where he said uh, he really stumbled through trying to uh, make an analogy about the Tree of Liberty being watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants. He, he certainly did not uh, string those words together, but uh, anyone who knows the quote got what he was trying to say. He, he was trying to say that the blood of liberty does not need to be watered. Or, or, or I'm sorry, that, that the... See, here I am now. Making fun <laughs> yeah. of him stuttering. Dude, no, 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 no. Joe confused here, everybody. Here I am. Here the... <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, <laughs> he, He's sitting there pretty much saying that the Tree of Liberty does not need to be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants. That's, he's saying that's a silly quote. Yes, you know, yes. He says... One thing he said that really stuck out to me was, was that he said, from the day it was written, the Second Amendment limited... Who could own a weapon and what kind of weapon they could own? What? You know, yeah. I, I've read the Second Amendment. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Nope, that's right. And, uh, and then he, went, he went on to also make a bigger fool of himself when he said, you couldn't own a cannon in the Revolutionary War. That's what he said. He said, in the Revolutionary War, you couldn't own a cannon. Yes, you could. You've always been able to own a cannon yeah. in this country. Did, yeah. Come to Texas and tell us we can't have a cannon. I was about to say, are you Fre- kidding me? Texas Revolution Gonzalez, kicked right? off because you told the settlers they couldn't have a cannon. I was just about to say that. We have a flag here in Texas ready-made for what Joe Biden said. And not to mention, <laughs> America right. came and back the Texans later in that war with yeah. cannons. I mean, oh, as, man. You know, here's the thing, too, about what you're saying, and, and, and you're... This is the thing about all of this that we talk about is is with the establishment. I don't want to point out one party or the other because both parties will do this. Right now, the left is way more radical. The status quo, that the especially what's going on 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 the left side today uh, with them in power is, man, they they muddy up everything. They change the meaning of things. They make you question the meaning of 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 anything. You can't. We have no platform to come to agreements on because we can't even agree on simple terms. Like in like what they mean and whether they're negative or positive. I mean, we can't even say that the that having a having a country having a flag in your country is positive. Yeah. 
I mean, that's like a very basic thing that we should be able to like say, okay, do we, you know, this is our flag. This is, we stand for freedom for all people. You know, we, we've been through hell getting here in 200 years. It's not been easy, obviously, to make this idea come to life. Are we still for this or not? Right. We can't even come to that. Nope. Like, so... There's two Americas right now. So, so they... So, yeah, they're... You know, I feel like everything that someone like Joe Biden right now and, and the people that manage him, that help him through this, because uh, no doubt that they are. You can see his cognitive... And again, dude, he's old, man. We're all going to be there. So I'm not knocking him. I feel bad for him, if, if anyway. But the people behind his, his, his party and his administration... Uh, and they all have people behind them. Right. Don't so it's every president does. So it's not just Joe Biden either. But they they want to distort reality for people. It confuses people. It helps separate people. It makes people confused, less aware, less able to deal with problems in their life. Like we talked about last week, less able to find solutions. They just want to you know, worry about what they need to fight about next and worry about next rather than trying to find solutions. You can't even find solutions if you don't even have a base to think right. off of. You know, there's, for the establishment right now, there's a real benefit in muddying the waters. Yep. You know, there's a real benefit in that for them. For everyone else, no, it sucks. For them, no, it doesn't. And uh, it, and, and I want to move well, on. Well, you, the, yeah, go well, ahead. Well, yeah. One more thing I just wanted to say about this, and this is kind of a perfect segue into our next topic I, I guess you wanted to talk about like the greater Idaho thing next yes yes uh, yeah the whole one more thing though I just wanted to add because uh, earlier I said you know about his whole f-16s and nukes uh, comment right and I get what he's saying I get the gist of what he's saying you're not you're not taking it out of context. <clears throat> right I will say this though because I mean I know there are a lot of people out there who do think like they, they think like that oh you don't need you know we don't need ar-15s you, you, if you think the people of the you know this country are ever going to take on any sort of formidable government you're crazy and you know i mean perhaps we have moved into that era when that is just a a, a pipe dream but i will say this i don't really like that sort of thinking or rhetoric because honestly if we have moved into an era when armed citizens just would stand absolutely no chance against even the slightest sort of real military force used against them, then we really, honestly, we don't need the Second Amendment anymore. The Second Amendment has run its course. Null and void. It's, it's null and void. Because at the end of the day, the Second Amendment was not written so that we could go hunting. It wasn't even written so that we could defend our ourselves and our homes. The Second Amendment was written for the very purpose that the people of this country would be capable of taking on a military, a guy, whether it be their own or, or an invading one, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if and that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah, that, no, that, no, no, I don't no, like that sort point. of rhetoric because yeah, you make a if point. that's if that's the case, we don't need the yeah, Second Amendment anymore. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a good one. So uh, yeah, and and uh, and the other thing too is like, I mean, you got to think about it like this: is is if if it ever gets to that point. Like where that many people are that frustrated, and like it's going off the rails like that. I mean, you're not even gonna have trust of people to push the nukes. Like at that point, the establishment and the military is not gonna have any might over anybody. It's just it is gonna be more like anarchy and section, you know, just se segmentations, you know, of groups. 
Because when everyone loses faith in a system, you don't have that power over a big military. The the people of that country that make it up are that are mm-hmm. them. You know, if you lose faith, you know the whole thing kind of goes. You know, so it's a, it's a very deep, interesting topic actually. Right. Uh, when you really dive into it, and it's something that's kind of unfortunate that we're living through, and also kind of fortunate that we're living through because. I get so damn tired of the establishment way it was and these same people like Joe Biden. Uh, you know, as much as he, you know, is kind of sad, I don't want to pick on the guy. I don't think you kick a guy when he's down. But I saw Al Gore coming out, too, this guy. You know, this guy. Man, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, an inconvenient truth. You know, go back and watch. You know, has that aged yeah. well? This guy is a... Uh, you know, I, he might be a nice guy. I don't even want to. I've never met him, and I never will probably. So I don't even want to criticize the person. But just these guys, man. These, these these guys that sell something and they they act like that they're doing it like for people, like that they're like doing something good for society, dude. Like Al Gore flies around on private jets and does crazy shit all the time, and to, and makes people feel bad about you know driving their car they could barely afford. To me, you know, that's like what I see with a guy like that. And he comes out and tells people that Joe Biden's popularity is soaring. and he, It's like, dude, I mean, first of all, your track record is horrible in life. And I th- you should just go off and retire or do your yeah. thing somewhere else. You know, you've lost that. Right. And secondly, you're lying to people, man. I mean, like, you're even misleading people. Like, Joe Biden is not doing well, man. No. Like, he's physically not doing well. Right. He's been in office for 47 years. People see that, dude. Left, right, middle. No one no one gives a shit. No one really likes Joe Biden. They hate Trump. Right. Say that. They hate Trump. That's the only reason people care at all about Joe Biden. Yep. You know, so uh, I think that... I don't even think people in the Democratic Party wanted Joe Biden to be the president out of the people they had in their party. Right. I think that that was rigged. I think the Democratic Party was rigged in their election process to get their candidate. Oh, yeah. You know, I think well, Bernie would have been the candidate. I was just about to say, ask a Bernie supporter, man. They'll tell you all about it. I mean, and, and you know? I have a lot of friends who are, and I and I and I followed it when Bernie was running. He had massive support. Oh, yeah, he, he had did. massive support. You cannot I way mean, more than the other candidates to me. Yep. But they didn't want him in there, you know. And Bernie, to his credit, you know, I think he's kind of his personality is one to where he really does, in some ways. Uh, you know, I don't think he wants to shake that. Right. Being at the age he's at, so he goes and says, you know, I'll support anybody. But, man, he should have gone, just been like, no, y'all rigged it. Yeah. Because they did. He should have called him out. People would have even gone harder. He would be a legend. Yep. You know what I mean? He would be a legend. Yep. But uh, they do this stuff, man. They, they, they muddy up the waters, man. They really do. And by the way... Los Angeles, and I saw this, and it doesn't matter. Do They can do what they want to do. It's their business. I feel bad for people who live there who just want to, you know, live their life, you know. Right. But, you know, whatever they do, they do. They have to deal with that like we have to deal with our stuff. But Los Angeles has reinstated their mask mandate indoor, even if you're vaccinated. You have to wear a mask indoors. There's a mandate because the new Delta variant, quote-unquote, uh, yeah. 
you know, this, here we go. You know. Super Delta variant. Yeah, so this happened, but at the same time, that's not what I want to talk about because I am far done with that bullshit. You know, we have right. seen enough of that propaganda to last a lifetime right now. They've just, they have distorted science for people. Good job. You have ruined science. Now people are not even going to trust when there's a, a pandemic that could kill them. They're not even going to trust you because you're such an ignorant you know, a uh, body that cares about power so much right. that you would destroy that. It's ridiculous, really. But uh, I'll go on to something greater. California also banned travel, statewide travel, for people that work state to state uh, from s seven to nine other states. Most of the states that are, are banned and have been are red states, obviously, that they say don't support the LBG... Uh, damn, I don't yeah, want to mess L that one up. LGBT no, banned forever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hold on, let me see. The, you know, the, the the oh dang it, man! We totally forgot to change our podcast logo uh, to a rainbow for for June. Oh man, man. damn it! Look, dude, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize in advance. But let me get this right. The LGBTQ community, and uh, dude, I have all support for people. As a matter of fact. Uh, this is something that I wanted to touch on in a minute, so I'll kind of I'll, I'll save that. I wanted to hit on a point, but I'll, I'll wait. Uh, but uh, the other thing is, um, so they're saying the reason is is that they don't support them is because they don't allow biological men who become who because of their choices in life want to become a woman, right. which is cool. If that's what you want to do. That's cool. Again, no problem with that at all. Right. But should you be able to compete? In a female sport, being a biological man, absolutely not. Yeah, no. At very best, start their own league, transgender league. We've already we've already solved that right. problem on this podcast, by the way. So yeah. they should just listen to us. Problem yeah, solved. Real. Transgender league. Yeah. Boom. There you go. You know who wants to invest? You don't you know, even have to do sing it. the national anthem. Let me tell you something. The you owner of the teams could be a transgender. Yeah. You right. could have your first transgender owner. There you Let's go. set records, baby. We're down for it. I'm down for it. I, I just no don't think biological men should be able to compete in women's sports. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. I'm sorry. It sounds absolutely nuts to me. Right. Now, now, to me, that's punching down. That's why. It's punching down. If a woman, like 6'3", she's like, I could play in the NBA. They're like, you're going to get hurt if you play in the NBA. She's like, don't tell me that. I could play in the NBA. And the team's like, sign her. I say, okay. Let her try to play in the NBA. You right. know? If a woman's like, dude, this celebrity boxer, like let's say Amanda Nunez, who is the 135 and 145 pound UFC champion, right. who is an absolute killer by any standard, she will beat most men up, normal men up for sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Without any problems. Let's say she wanted to do a celebrity fight against one of these YouTubers, and she and she's like, no, I, I if I get knocked out, I get knocked out. It is what it is. Right. Do you sanction it? She's not punching no down. Problem. If it's all She's not punching down. No problem. You know, it, when the girls are in their sport, their respective sport, and it's not consensual, and these boys are coming over and setting records that didn't even place in their events, we got a problem. Yeah. You're punching down. Right. That's the problem. It's a moral issue. It's not even like about like controlling people. It's like, dude, that's morally not cool. Yeah. You know, like it's just not right. Uh, I agree. So, uh, but again, that is my opinion, and, and I'm always subject to stay open-minded. Okay, I, I feel for people. I'm not. If people want to want to be a, a transgender, anything they want to do, that's fine. And and I think the other thing is that I see, and this is what I wanted to bring up earlier, 
is I, I think one thing we're seeing in these culture wars and like this real hard push is like we're seeing the very worst of each side. When someone's in a blue state, they look at someone who lives in central Texas in a small ass podunk town like these people who drive around and hate all other skin color people and right. hate gay people. And dude, I have conservative friends who are gay. Right. Numerous couples that I know who are gay that are conservative friends. Numerous friends who are black that are conservative, some liberal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have people that I've known from the Middle East. I have people from Mexico, from Canada, from Australia, from Europe. Right. You know what I mean? It's I'm I'm culture I live in Central Texas in Podunk, Texas. It's yeah. not what you think. I'm not driving around General Lee, you know, with right. jorts on. <laughs> and a, and a, and a, and a, and a uh, and a mullet. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's when I was a kid. <laughs> Those days kidding. are over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. But I, and I was never even into the Dukes of Hazard, to be honest with you. But I mean, that culturalistic like uh, persona is not is not the way it is. On the other hand, Republicans, red states, hard red states, they look at liberal places like it's a bunch of people walking around crapping on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all all. You know, sitting around like hitting bongs in yeah. public, blowing it in kids' faces, right? And you know, not raising their kids, and you know what I mean? Like yeah. they see the very no, worst of each yeah, other. Absolutely. You know, and it's not that way, and yep. either in either in either sense, you know. Right. Uh, so, uh, but is this and and again, so along with those things where they're so they're banning they're banning travel, uh, you have them reinstating the mask mandate. You have these hard cultural lines. And the Greater Idaho Movement's another one. Right. Do, is this like, is the writing on the wall that there is some type of a redrawing of lines in America? Oh, I, I believe so. I believe like so. Like it's really you know? on it. Like I, think, I, I think that the right, I mean, and so many times we bring this up, we, we go straight to secession. Like I said earlier, before we started, before we, you know, hit the record button, uh, it doesn't even necessarily have to mean like a literal breakup of the union itself. I mean, you, there's a, I don't see why you couldn't redraw the lines like what the the Greater Idaho That's Movement exactly is trying to do. Nobody there. is talking about leaving the United States. They simply want to, they these people, the people in those counties in California and Oregon, feel like they would be better represented by Idaho than they are by their current state that they live in. They have done the referendum, they voted in favor of it, Idaho has said they're on board. Now all At the other... Point, now Congress me, has to vote on it, right? That would be the next step? Uh, yeah. I, it would definitely... Uh, we have to, to look it up, see what has to happen. Congress. We need to follow yeah. this. We need to keep following you know, that. So. But honestly, dude, at this point, the people have voted on it, Idaho says they're down for it. If you ask me... if It's if, done. If, if, yeah, it's done as far as, as, far <laughs> as it should be. I mean... Those people in those counties need to just refuse to pay state taxes. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, really, we've definitely they talked have, about... They have voted and said, they have they have used their voice, voted, and said that yeah. these people do not represent us. So to make them still pay taxes yeah. to that state yeah, 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 yeah. would be the definition of taxation without representation. Yeah. You know? But yeah, well, Joe, Joe stuck back in here, so we'll see what Joe thinks about this. Do you think that the writing is on the wall, Joe, that the United States... Let's say, I'll ask you this question. In 10 years, does the United States boundaries, the way the states look, the way the, it, it all looks... Will the map, the map look map, different in 10 years? 
Does it look different? Well, like you say, in Idaho's fixing to change, if that goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, that... Maybe not 10 years. Let's say 20 I years. Think, well, going any further years. out, it makes it definite. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it makes really, it definite. Yeah. You know? It yeah. will eventually. Because yeah. You can't really draw a line because you got red states boundering blue states and you yeah. know yeah. and so forth and so, so to draw a line and everybody okay everybody that believes this way can come on this side of the line everybody that believes that way goes on that that ain't going yeah, yeah there's no more Mason Dixon lines cannot happen yeah there's no more Mason Dixon lines that would be sure. like in our but, little uh, town here in Medina. Kicking out all the Democrats because they don't live, or the Democrats kicking out all the Republicans. I'll put it like this because they don't agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Why? Because well, I mean, I mean, I, I think that, the, that some sort of lines will change. I mean, I've said it before, you know, have po political lines are really, they're just, they're kind of like fault lines. They're cultural and they're political fault lines. Well, the political system you of know. this country is going to fall anyway. Well, that's that's where the boundaries will 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 have to reshift. To because somebody. all all kingdoms fall, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look at Rome. Look yeah, at but Germany. not in two hundred years. That's yeah, the crazy well, thing, that's you know, called, man. Well, that's, we, the we, did that, we did that ourselves, man. You know, Here's I'm not. Thing, I'm no. still not. I'm not dead set that we are completely. I don't think the the United States idea of freedom and individual liberty is what's collapsing. You know, no. Levi, Levi actually said is. something very interesting uh, episodes ago when you talked about, very briefly, you, you touched on how if you look at the grander scheme of human civilization, the American Empire is the very tail remnants of, like, the old, ancient, like, Roman Empire, like that. That hierarchy of like Western civilization, exactly. After World War One or World War Two, I guess you could say that that torch got passed to America from England. That kind of was England's thing, you know. And so the idea that like all men are created equal and we all have this ability to control our lives—this is a very young, new idea, man. Right. Like it really is. So I don't think that that is going to die. No. I think that what is but dying the is the government. opposite. Yes. Right. The old way of that fucking and, and, patriarchal system. You know. Of, is that what you, you know? Is that would that well, be the I was going to say like you were just saying. You know, uh, Dad said all systems, all kingdoms die. You said, well, not in two hundred years. Well, honestly, the typical lifespan of a government system. Is about two hundred and fifty years. How long was Ro how long was Rome? Rome at well, one time that was depends the biggest. On you, yeah, but you I know, mean, like, Babylon, you know, fell, which was the biggest right. at time. Let's think about like England. England has been England for like a thousand years, dang near over a thousand years now. Okay, after William, William the Conqueror set up the you know the Normans uh, conquered England, <laughs> and it kind of that, that's and when Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> screwed it all up, dude. But how many regimes and houses of, of uh, monarchies and stuff like that has England gone through in those thousand years? Yeah. Dozens. You know? So that's the thing. Just because a, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah, yeah. nation and a governmental system are two different I things. I hear what you're saying. It goes through different phases of its politics and right. its movements in society. Yeah. Even though it's under the same, the same you know... Right. Pretense. Well, and then that's what you're seeing with the American system right now, I mean, right? So Rome, like you want to talk about Rome? Look at the shattered map of Europe. 
that was all once Rome. <laughs> you know, I mean, no. that's what that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, bam, just like that. Yeah, yeah but know? and how long? You it know, took how a long, long time. We, yeah, exactly. We're it not... took a long time, and it took factors like the Protestant Reformation. The Protestant Reformation is really what shattered the map. Well, of the Europe. other the other thing too is back then people couldn't fly one place to another in two and a half hours. Right. right. You know, like that's the big thing today too. Like Joe said, there is no. These lines are much more difficult for people to draw. Families are scattered all over the place. You know, air air travel is the way to go for most people. And yep. you know, it's interesting. I was actually just reading about this the other day, talking about how, like, you know, the ratio of people who stay in their hometowns versus the ratio of people who go out and move. And uh, for a long time, the ratio of people who go out and move has all has you know most people go out and move. But now, in recent years, more and more people are. There's not so much intermigration even among in the country anymore. More and more people are starting to stay in one place. You're getting multiple generations in one town, putting in roots, you know. And that could be a really good thing, yeah, I think, changing in the for, future, so. for, for, for moving forward in the future. Absolutely. Well, that's something right there that I think is going to happen. Just by the system collapsing. Is going to be, create family clans like it used to be because it'll take the whole damn family just to live. Yeah, right. yeah, it's a good so point. So everybody's going to have to go back to family clans. We was talking about the family-run business. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's going to have to go back to being. Yeah, you know, or I, I think to some degree, definitely. You know, that's just I think we're going to wind up. Being, well, you know, I think it's going to be a trend forward, definitely. In the, you know, in the everything's future. getting so high nowadays. You know, it's like. It takes, you know. Used to a man could support his, support his his three bedroom house, wife and two kids. You know, yeah. Just by himself working. Shoot, now yeah. the oldest kid has to have a yeah, job. Now, yeah. Now the oldest <laughs> kid has to have a job. <laughs> you know, true. Just, just to freaking make it. Yeah. Yep. First yeah, it was plus, the wife went to plus, work. Now it's the oldest kid. You know. Yeah. You know. Plus your wife is working. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's hard to keep that family together when you all have separate lives and stuff too. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's an interesting. That's a that's, a, yeah. Later, Joe. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's another interesting point about it all, man. That's that's a, a a great a great angle of this, and I think that you know, it's just a weird political time, and to remember too that these political divides that we have, and though they change and stuff. The way you work in your communities and the way you try to be, uh, you know, sufficient and efficient for your community and doing whatever it takes to help your community along. And if more people have that attitude, right. uh, that never really, that's something that kind of remains something that's always a good thing to practice. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, for sure. Uh, so uh, we'll tie into this and we'll go into uh, just real quick. Uh, this is a subject that, and I don't want to spend too much time on this one. We can we'll go into something a little bit more fun before we close this up. But uh, uh, unemployment, man, this has been a huge topic going forward uh, in the pa well in the past two months. And I think going forward, it's going to be another one. Right. And so a lot of people don't want to, they, you know, the unemployment rate is high. People are saying that it's high. I don't know. I think the unemployment rate's always there. I think there's always people who don't want to work to some extent. So I don't know. Absolutely. But there's a lot of places that are looking for workers that can't find workers right now. It's kind of a, been an ongoing theme. 
Uh, is this is this a product of unemployment benefits, or do you see something bigger in this? Do you think this is something different than unemployment, or both? Well, I think it's definitely a mixture of both. I think that there are some people who just sim- they simply they see the uh, the opportunity to just get a, a check in the mail and not go to work, and they take it. You know, I know for a fact that there are some people out there. I mean, I know I personally know someone who owns a business who has gotten several calls since the uh, the whole pandemic thing started and they started sending out these checks uh, of people who will call in and literally say hey man I don't even really want you to, to give me a job I just want you to tell I just want you to confirm that I called you and asked you about a job yeah they, they lit because because in order to keep getting checks they need to prove that they're at least trying to get a job there are people out there who are literally just calling up business owners and just be, pretty much getting them to be like, hey man, will you just say that I that I asked you, you know? And get like yeah. that's happening. So I know for a fact there are people out yeah. there. To, who to are what just, extent is that right, happening? To what extent yeah. it's happening? But I think uh, you hit on you know a, a really good point earlier, you know, about uh, are business owners doing enough to create the incentive for people to work for them, you know? People and I'm the welfare state is a huge problem. I believe we need to get rid of the welfare state and get rid of that incentive to live off yeah, of the government. Yeah. Absolutely, but at the same time, it is up to a business owner to 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 provide a, a, a little bit of an incentive to work at their company. These are called benefits. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's something that uh, yeah. and people aren't. I don't think people overall like if people say okay, you know, uh, at the end of the day, by the time. You know, everything's done. You've become a millionaire in two years as the business owner, right. and we have our wages have pretty much stayed the same. We've gotten a little bonus. You know, we have a decent health insurance, but like, you know, I mean, that model to me is right. like is like the business owner should have the largest piece of the pie, and they sh- it belongs to them. They've earned it. They took all the risk. They assumed right. the risk. That is absolutely true. I have no problem with that. But we are humans. And when we see this, when we see this trend is happening, that rent is going up, how could you possibly have two or three residents, you know, and, 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 and have this money and these resources and watch people in your business barely making their rent every month? And I know most... People, if you went to your boss and you said, "Hey, I'm really struggling, man. Could you help me?" Most people's boss would. Yeah. But the thing is, is if you created all that money for them because of your ability to work there every day, you should have a piece of that pie because you're a human too. You deserve that one day to pass generational wealth off. Remember, you're not just here to pay your bills and get by. You're here to leave something to your kids one day. Right. Something to them. Leave something behind. And you're not asking for millions of dollars in three houses. You're asking to buy one. You know, and not so now you're going into debt. You're getting your credit. You know this fuck playing this stupid credit game with banks and shit. Yep. You know on companies that we are building with our hands. Right. You know, and I'm not saying this is everybody. A lot of people do what they can. I know it's hard. I if you know, I know it's hard. But to me, there's no doubt that because of the government's intervention in business and them making policies that actually affect the rich people, that actually benefit the rich people, Right. the government is used, instead of protecting people and making like a few 
you know, making a few regulations to make sure businesses don't screw over people, that it is fair, you know, and, and being that referee, so to speak. Instead, they're actually in the bed with the big people oh. that pay them oh, a portion. Absolutely. You know, and so that's, many that, people that's, think. this is not capitalism. That yes. is not capitalism. Crony capitalism is and it's And cronyism. that is not effective governance either. No. So, so both are given a bad reputation. People, so many of these anti-capitalist, you know, socialists who scream that uh, capitalism is, you know, the root of all evil in the world and stuff, they think that all these big corporations and stuff are anti-government regulation. Anytime you think, anytime you say, oh, that you, you think the, the market should be laissez-faire and unregulated, they think, oh, you just... You just you're on the side of those big corporations, you know. You just want them to be able to do whatever they want. Corporations love government regulation. They they bribe politicians to get regulation passed all the time yeah. because regulations keep the little guys down. They know that they can get stuff passed that they can afford to do. It doesn't have to be. It's not supposed to be that to way. It. Okay. You know. So like if the, whereas if we had a, a laissez-faire free market system. You would have these business owners. You would have business owners. It's the same kind of thing when you start talking about like uh, repealing things like the Civil Rights Act of of, 19, of the 1960s, right? People lose their minds. Oh, you just want racists to be able to, you know, keep black people out of their restaurants and stuff. It's like, dude, do you really think that a, that any sort of restaurant that had that policy would stay open today? Absolutely no, of not. Of course Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's this, and it would be the same way in a free yeah. market. When it came to shitty bosses, yeah. shitty bosses wouldn't be able to stay open because there would be plenty of other better bosses to go to who aren't being kept down by piles of government regulation. Yeah, and yeah, know, it bastardizes both. It, it, yeah, it bastardizes both what government could be and what companies could be. Both. It it just the collusion between government and big business today is is probably the source of so many of our problems and could be one of the largest issues of our time. You know, it's yep. very destructive. Very, very destructive. Absolutely. Um, that they that is not supposed to be the case. But uh yeah. yeah so I don't they, know. you know, you know, that's all I really want to talk about on well, that. Well no, I, I did want to uh on this graph here, you you have the you you came prepared today. Yeah, yeah with but some this charts is so this is actually the and, and uh, this is the government this is the look this is a government right. website here. So this yeah. is .gov. .gov. BLS.gov. Uh, and this is the current unemployment rates. And I, I just wanted to point out what you pointed out to me when we first got here about just, you know, the all the historical high. highs. All except for uh, a few states here. Alabama's historic high was in 1983. Uh, D.C. was in 83. Uh Let's see. 2009, right South there. Carolina, 2009. But other than those three states, it looked like there's also a couple one more on the next. Everybody page. else. There's one more on the next page. Oh, too, are I there think. any more different ones there? Yeah, there's 19 West Virginia, 1983, and Wyoming, 1987. Okay, so other than for those five states, yep. Everyone else's all-time high was in 2020. Record okay, high unemployment. Record high unemployment. Great reset. Absolutely, great reset. I was just about to say this just points to just how destructive, and I think we used the word catastrophic on on a prior episode, and I think that's a good word to describe the lockdowns. What the has response, happened because yeah. of the lockdowns? It's absolutely been catastrophic, and 
Absolutely. I mean, and, and the graphs shows it, you know. Yeah. And if you go look at all the graphs uh, detailing states that put lockdowns and mask mandates and then compare those to their case counts compared and to by other the way, states. This is, this, by the, the way. The graphs simply do not dish out. And the, this, by the way, is worldwide. This oh, is yeah. just the United States. Right. Everyone in every country suffered unemployment, high unemployment, high poverty, higher poverty in places that depend on help, places that are third world countries that depend on things that have, have you know, ways of getting things, getting food, getting resources. Yep. They lose it. If they sell the resources, they do sell to larger countries. They can't, they're not selling them. You know, people aren't buying them. It just... The, the effects of what's happened this past year are still, are only beginning. Oh, they haven't even caught up with Yeah, exactly right. I, no. I, totally, I totally agree with that. And I'll leave that subject there. And let's go to this one, man. And we'll end on this. So uh, every week we're going to start coming with something fun, man. We'll do uh, one movie. And it can be from any era. Right. Uh, one movie of the week that you either, you know, you tell people, you know, if you've never seen it, this movie before, or if you have, you haven't watched it in a long time, Go back and rewatch it, or you know, watch it for the first time. Right. And uh, it can be any genre of movie, but we would just kind of give one a week, man. Uh, okay. Both give one. So I'll go first because I already have one. I'll let yes. you kind of. Uh, mine is gonna be one uh, that was it's a comedy, late '90s, I believe, maybe mid '90s, called Night at the Roxbury. Did you ever okay. see this movie? No, I don't think it so. It had Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan yeah. when they were kind of uh, you know they would do a lot of stuff for like Saturday Night Live. And they were basically these brothers who loved to go like nightclubbing and stuff, but they were born into like a super rich family. Their dad was kind of like all about work and, and a jerk, but they just wanted to go clubbing. They had like their dreams of like owning a nightclub one day. And they right. were just like s super dorks. Like they just did not get it. Like, you yeah. know, they were those guys, you know? Right. And it's a great movie, dude. It's a really funny movie, man. And uh, damn, it just... It, it, I was saying something the other day, and I said something that reminded me of a line from that movie, and it brought it up in my head, and I thought that's one that I, I'm going to bring up for sure. Yeah. It's worth watching if you've never seen it. You've never seen that one? I've never seen you've that gotta one. You've got to look that yeah. one up, man, oh, for sure. To, you man. really do. I'll have to add it to my wall. There, oh, you, you have, yeah. That one's worth it, I would say. And I don't know how it's aged. It's been a while, but I really think if you if you watch that movie, you're going to yeah. laugh, dude. All right. I'm telling you. I'll have to check that out, man. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm I'm sitting here staring at my wall of movies, trying to think trying outside to the wall. A, yeah, trying think to think outside, outside the wall. The wall. Oh, Passion man. of the Christ, dude. Passion of the Christ. <laughs> yeah, man, some some yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah, really, yeah. Apocalypto. Hey, Did you ever have? I, I I I don't have it, but I have seen Apocalypto. Yeah. That's a really good. Yeah, it's one, heavy. Man. It's heavy stuff. Both really of them, one. dude. Both of them. Uh, have you ever seen The Day After? No? Nope. It was made back in like the 80s. And uh, one reason I know about this movie and I like this movie, I used to live in Lawrence, Kansas. And this movie was all like shot in Lawrence, Kansas, you know. But uh, it's called The Day After and it's about, it was made of course at like the height of the Cold War, you know, right before the fall of the Soviet Union. Right there about the same time period that like Red Dawn came out, you know. So that kind of you know that kind of idea was just heavy on people's minds but it's about it's kind of like red dawn but instead of conventional warfare there's there is no conventional warfare it's just straight to the nukes dropping you know and it's all about like the day after the nukes fall and uh i would encourage anyone to 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 watch it you know even 
for being made in the eighties. It's still it's still pretty watchable yeah, today, I would yeah. say. Uh, the day after, and, yeah, it's called the day after, and, and who, even who plays in it. Uh, Do you even know? Is it just a man? Kind of you know, random? no. You know, I, I honestly, dude, you know a good movie when you don't even have to name the actors and yeah. stuff. You know, it's just a random like people just. They just felt the roles, right. you know. People just at their very best, you know. Yep. They just make the movie. I know there was an actor in there that I recognized, but I can't, I can't recall who it was or what. Yeah, the, the day was. after. Okay, yeah. but uh, but it was a good one. It, it was actually made for the UN. It was made uh, at the end of the movie. It it uh, shows a little slide, you know, where it says that this was made for the UN to detail, you know, how bad it would be or how bad things could get if. If anyone was ever crazy enough to push that button, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. it even says like in in all reality, it would actually be like ten times worse than what this movie shows. Yeah, know? I have like, a feeling we're going to be talking about a lot of movies from the eighties and nineties. Oh though. yeah, you know, absolutely. The sweet spot. No, absolutely. You know, the newer ones. I, I, you know, there are some newer ones that are good though. You never know what might come up. You know, we'll we'll try to get creative with it. Yeah. And the other thing too is, uh. What music are you listening to these days, man? Are you like, do you listen to a lot of music or no? Man, no. yeah, I listen to music uh, on my on the Pandora and stuff. You know, you like I, Tyler Childers. Oh, I like Tyler Childers. Yeah, do you ever absolutely. listen to Sturgill Simpson? Sturgill Simpson. I'll, I'll play you a song of his before I yeah. leave here tonight. Yeah, sweet. Um, you like him? You like Chris Stapleton? That, oh all yeah, that Chris stuff, Stapleton. You know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But I, I honestly, there's really not much of. Of a genre of music that I won't listen to. You Do you know? still listen to that? That you know. Remember when we started this and ACDC came out with a new album? Yeah. Do you still listen to that album? Is it? I, good? I have listened to it a, a couple more times since then. It's what good, do you yeah. think? It's okay. Oh yeah, it's great, yeah, it's man. Good. Like I said, it's it's classic ACDC, man. They, you they, can, they you can take thing. any of those songs, and I mean songs they just <laughs> wrote and recorded two years ago. You could take those songs back, drop them in a jukebox in 1980, and do you listen to uh, know the difference? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that's really cool, man. That's cra- it's crazy to think, you know, yeah. with all these bands that still do it. Do you listen to Bob Seger? Oh yeah, yeah. You like yeah, Bob Seger? Yeah. I like Bob yep. Seger too. He's another really good one, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we have Night at the Roxbury and the Day After, man. We'll come with more. Yeah. And is there anything else you wanted to say, man? Uh, before we go, man, I think we we covered a lot. Uh, in a good time, oh, too. Well, Let it in out. Yeah, no, no, right bring something else up. I, I will bring up one more thing. Yeah, I, kind of not ending on a very light subject. but uh, uh, don't yeah, have to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I guess, did you hear about the British battleship that uh, sailed oh, yeah, into yeah, Crimean yeah. No, waters? No, I did not hear this. No, I did yeah. not hear this. No. Uh, so there's been the whole conflict with the Russia and Ukraine and the Black Sea. Yeah. And uh, the British sh- uh, warship, I believe its name was... The Defender, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, not a good name. To yeah, not in very, there. yeah. I know. I was about to. I remember thinking it's a pretty uh, uh, oxymoron or uh, yeah, ironic. Yeah. I guess I should say you you're know? going into you're someone going else's in, yeah. waters. Yeah. You know, but of course the U.S. and the U.K. consider those waters Ukrainian, which is not you know not not Russian. Uh, but uh, anyway, this British warship sailed into Crimean waters. And got into a little skirmish with uh, Russian forces there. They actually fired live cannon fire near the ship. Wow. Uh, and uh, that's actually a big deal. I, I can't believe it's not being talked about more because... Well, because it's a big deal. If it's not a big deal, they'll well, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, but the reason it's a big deal is because 
that would that's actually the first live fire since the end of the Cold War. Yeah. That's the first time yeah, live is, rounds yeah. have been fired in yeah. one of these in one of these little bump ins. Well and, and the, then just over the weekend uh, I, I'm sure you've heard about the bombings in Iraq. I was just gonna say I was just gonna bring I mean, it up. And Iraq, I've read even that the Iraq government is even frustrated with the United States. Yes. Because some of them dropped they on the Iraq. They yeah. the bombing. Yeah, you know, man, I think I think at this point, you know, when does humanity in itself just condemn that shit? I mean, dude, you know, I, can, I also condemn that when you leave there, they start fighting each other. I get it. You know, there's like yeah. different people. There's always crazy people. You can't stop it. But I mean, are you really doing any bit of good by just going over there and bombing people over there? Like, it just seems to me like it just—it never is what it seems. You know, you hurt people when you do that. There's just no doubt about it. There's no way. It just seems so freaking crazy, man. Uh, I, it just like no, the yeah, Afghan and the Iraq conflict for the United States to me. I can't even believe that we still even talk about that whole region. Oh, I know. They have to work it out. That is the other side of the world. And I know it matters to the world. I mean, we all matter. We all matter. And I, I hope that they can figure it out. But right. we're going through what we're going through in this country. And we gotta you know, deal with I'll, ourselves. I'll, I'll, I'll really screw up the end of this if you want to now. Yeah, go for that. it. Dude, Donald Trump makes his comeback this past weekend. Uh, With the, he, this past weekend, he did a rally in Ohio. Yeah. And he's making a media run right now. And, man, I'm telling you what, dude. I thought, I thought my prediction was that Donald Trump was, like, out, down and out. This guy, man, I'm telling you right now. People like this guy. The people sorry, that like man. him, the people that like I, this guy really uh, support this guy. And, and, and for whatever reason, man... He, it's like it's like an anomaly. It's an anomaly because the other side hates him so much that the media will give him all the attention. So yeah, everyone knows Donald Trump. He's the most popular person in the yeah. world. He's the most popular person in the world. But and they hate him. But it's because of them. It's an absolute anomaly. Yep. It's 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 the freakiest. It's it's like the twist that no one could have expected in life. Almost you know, except for Ralph Nader. Yeah. When he wrote that book, only the super rich can save us. But uh, you know, it, it is a weird twist in in this turn of events that is the American Empire kind of finding its dissolve as the world's power and the you know the power in the world with its debt and all these things that have been happening. And then you have this twist where this this guy comes in that is super rich and super wealthy and has a lot of friends and and connections. He comes kind of ants kind of anti-establishment though still. He garnishes all this support and then he he freaking disses the media and they take it so offensively that they battle him and give him more attention than they've ever given anyone and it's yep. just it's it's so crazy to me. And I feel like that he really is like like there's a thing in the MLB, the MLB just banned this guy indefinitely because he brought a flag to four, three or four different stadiums that says Trump won, and he was hanging the banner <laughs> during the games. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when I was down at the coast, and when I've been out, this guy had. There are Trump flags on everything. It, it really is in some areas. Like this guy is still the leader to some people. Yeah. 
and uh, I think it, it's just it's just crazy. Like there is two. Not only does the U.S. look like it's fractioning and to an extent, it also seriously looks like there could be two fairly clear-cut leaders. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's 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 really crazy. Like I, I expected Donald Trump to kind of just get older and to show up in a couple of years and be, us be like, oh dude, he's gotten older. Damn. Yeah. You know, and, but it's like it's not. Yeah. He, he's he's really a sharp guy, dude, oh, yeah. and he knows how to play this game. And uh, people just eat it up one way or the other. They just eat it up, and it is it. I I'm kind of amused by it at this point. At yeah. first, I was I was never a huge Donald Trump guy. He's always kind of been like a. Ah, I don't know if I. You know, yeah. he's very seems kind of controlling figure in a in a way. But you know, I don't. I'm at the point now where it's like. It's super entertaining. Yeah. To watch this. Oh it's no! It's like what I, the when, hell? When when I think about the possibility of Trump coming back and running in twenty twenty four, I just, I just laugh honestly. I just kind of, I just you know like, they I missed did, me. I just kind of put my hand in my face. You know they missed laugh, me. Man. Ask him if they oh, missed I, me. Yeah. <laughs> the ratings are in the garbage. Ask him if they missed me. And then he's all it's like just instigating it, man. Dude. But I mean, what do you think, man? I mean, like. Do you think he would actually have a chance in 2024 to pull a a, a comeback? You know, I mean, well, there, there I, is one other president. I can't. I Glover Cleveland, maybe. I think it was Glover. Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think uh, I think who, it might who, be. Who, who I think pulled, it might be. Yeah, who pulled that stunt and got you know served one term, got voted out, and then came. Well, back would and he? A, so would he be the 45th president and the 47th? Yeah. Or would we just call him 45? No, I mean he would be he would be the forty fifth and the forty seventh. You know what? You know what I really think about that question, Levi, and I actually asked myself that on the way here, thinking about this, laughing. Yeah. I I think what we've all what we've said so many times about the country and its downfall. I don't think I we right now are all saying, "Oh, life's getting back to normal, man. It's crazy what happened that last year, man. Whoa, that was an anomaly. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No. That has not gone away. We'll find 20, out if it's, it's, an it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. People don't trust this system, and so under that thought process, this guy is a very live dog in any type of race. He has a large. You're not going to get rid of this guy, dude. No. Like he's really, dude. I think Donald Trump, in some ways, I don't think he takes full credit. I think the major like CNN the major networks I think they take the credit because they just did bad things over the years but really like Donald Trump was that catalyst that helped bring them down yep. you know like he that's how large his figure really has become it's it's very I'm telling you dude it's an anomaly to me I don't know what it is right it, it's because it really it's like Floyd Mayweather why is Floyd Mayweather the most popular boxer People really don't like Floyd Mayweather. Most people that you ask, like they're like, "Oh, dude, he's the greatest. He's one of the greatest of all time." But you know, if, if you ask most casuals, they're like, "Oh no, I just want to see him lose." Yeah. Well, you're the reason that he is rich. Yeah. Because you tune in. Yep. Because if it was just the diehards that understand how good of a boxer he is and don't care anything else he does, right. but when the casuals get involved, like, "Oh, he did this. He did this. Man, this guy's a punk. Man, he's always knocking other people. He's no, he's like getting you to buy his fights." And you just made him a billionaire. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's kind of the same thing with Donald Trump. It's it's he is he is 
he has beat the game in that yeah. in that way. He just he is a step ahead. I don't like. I don't know, man. I yeah. do absolutely think no. I don't even think he's gonna win. It's not about if he wins in twenty twenty four. People listen to him and listen to what he says now with yeah. the same relevance. There are a lot of people who do. Right. No, <laughs> You know absolutely. what I mean? Like, it's not even anymore. The elections don't even, they don't even make a shit to people anymore. Yep. Like, when Donald Trump has a speech or a rally, look how many people were there. Yeah. Look at the reaction. Yep. It was crazy. You know? It was. It's, it's wild. No, that is, that's, it's uh, something to keep an eye on for sure, man. I, I, you know, then again, I think you have some people like that might, I don't want to say get in the way, but it really might be a bigger hurdle for him as like Ron DeSantis and a couple of people who have really kind of created a name for themselves. Uh, And Donald Trump is a very polarizing figure. Right. So I think that once it really gets down to election time, that he might get used a little bit more than he gets. You know what I'm saying? They might start to like be like, okay, we're going to push him, push him, push him, and then right at the end, we're going to put somebody else in there that just... That he can support or something, you well, know. I was about to say. I mean, even just Donald Trump uh, endorsing someone would be would be a very powerful. That's thing, something you know? else. He's yeah. like he's like two hundred and fifty five to two. That's how many endorsements I've won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're counting endorsements, dude. Like yeah. he's just he's nuts, man. He's he's an he's an entertainer. Yeah. You know, really. Which he I'm not saying he's even. I I, I don't think he's the greatest. I don't think he'd be the greatest person to have as like a policymaker and and stuff. It really came down to it, but right. the fact he's popular is just that man. He just knows how to how to do it. And I'm not saying he's bad either. I think he's way better than some of the people who have been there. Right. Uh, so it's an inter- It's such yeah. an interesting Donald Trump. It just it's it's such a wild thing. It's just such a wild thing to even think about where he's come from. Right. Where it started and like his whole story through and just like kind of the, it's like did he really have this plan? Like did he always know he was gonna run for president someday or was it just kind of something on the back burner? He's yeah. He's an interesting. He, he hate him or love him. He just beat the damn game. Yeah. Like Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. name name them. You know those people that just Conor McGregor. You know Conor McGregor comes in with ten fights or whatever. Uh, in the UFC, not even in the UFC, when people have been fighting in the UFC for 25 fights, right. comes in, beats a couple of guys, gets a title shot, wins the title, becomes one of the richest, the richest fighter in UFC history, takes the whole thing to the other level. It's just because he worked the game in a way that he really brought people in. Yep. You know, and and at the end of the day, that's where that's the world we live in. We talked about it last week. You know, is like that. That's what sells, man. Drama and entertainment. Like people eat it. Eat, we you complain about it, but people just eat it up. Yep. So uh, you know, it's it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that's funny, man. That's that's hilarious <laughs> stuff, man. Donald Trump. Damn Donald it. Trump. It's DT. like Yo, DT. I don't Yo, know the thing about it, man. What do you think? You think he has? A, you think? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think. Uh, like you said, we'll de- we're definitely going to find out whether or not uh, COVID was an anomaly if twenty if Trump runs again in twenty twenty four. I don't know what they would do. I don't know what kind of gameplay they would 
you know, what kind of pots they would stir to try and hurt him. I don't know, you know, but uh, he's definitely a, an incredibly polarizing figure, and if there's one sort of catalyst that'll shake this country again, it would be Donald Trump coming back in 2024, man. I mean, that would just... That could really be something that that kicks something off in this country, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, you know, because yeah. it's like we've, we've, we've said a, a, a couple of times on the show before how the 2020 election was, was really like a dud firecracker. Yeah. You know, everybody was just like, oh, shit, man. And yeah. The tension in the country was so high, and then it kind of just happened. Uh, January 6th happened, you know, when that was the fuse coming right down into the firecracker, and then just oh, nothing happened. Oh, yeah. you know? Gonna, yeah, and he's going to touch it. Could, he's gonna exactly. Touch it. could sit there for four years, you know, and yeah. who, who knows, dude? I mean, it that is, is weird. It is man. weird. Yeah. Well... All right, dude. Yeah, I think think that was a great episode, yeah. man. It's always fun doing it. We try to bring some relevance to the table. But uh, other than that, the good thing about this is is we don't have anything that we have to answer to. Or I mean, they could always ban you, but at the same time, I mean, it is what it is. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, so I guess if it's in my opinion, if you're getting banned this day and age, you're probably doing something right. So. You know, so. like probably speaking some truth. <laughs> yeah, so it's For all sure. good. But uh, no, we do always appreciate it. If if anyone ever does stroll through, we know the podcast world is uh, is heavy. It's loaded. There's a lot of content out there these days, and it's uh, we don't really promote this at all. But uh, I think both of us, deep down inside, kind of feel like if you keep doing something for long enough, it'll kind of have a life of its own, and and it'll work itself out, and we'll we'll go where we need to go in life. But uh, man, this is a cool thing, and being able to speak about things in a clear no, you don't have to worry what people think or say, in right. a sense, is a freeing thing. And uh, yep. I love to actually do it, man. And, you know, and, and when you go out and you work, or you play, you're always kind of walking on eggshells. And, you know, sometimes you, you want to, I don't want to say vent, but talk about things that you feel matter to you and, and, and the country or the world. And right. it's nice to be able to do that. Just a little, Absolutely. Just a little end cap there. But. But All right. Peace out. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.